Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is episode 90 with Evo Terra and Sheila D. Welcome to the As Told by Nomads podcast, where you'll learn how nomads, third culture kids, entrepreneurs, and leaders all over the world embrace their global identity and use their difference to make a difference. And now, having lived on four different continents, here's your host, Tyo Roxas. Welcome everybody. Today I have with me Evo Terra and Sheila D. And um, these wonderful individuals are digital nomads and also lifestyle entrepreneurs. Uh, Evo and Sheila left the default lifestyle behind to adopt a digital nomad lifestyle and literally travel the world, experiencing places less traveled, meeting people, and having adventures. They call their style of roaming the world opportunistic traveling. And it's not for everyone, but it's definitely for them. So welcome to the show. Thanks. <laughs> so, why don't you both give me a background about why both of you started this? I know you said it was in January 2015 you guys decided to leave that uh, quote-unquote default lifestyle, but what led to that? Sure. Um, and I'll, We could talk about this forever, and I'm going to try and keep it short and sweet so we get into more of the fun <laughs> stuff, but basically 2014 kind of sucked. Uh, there were there were a lot of things that were just not going great. Um, we'd lost some very close friends, uh, way too young, to some some terrible uh, diseases and accidents. Um, we had had some, some kind of change up in in our working situations. You know that that happens from from time to time. And we were at the point. We, the last thing was we received a medical diagnosis for for Sheila over here from a doctor who told us that under no uncertain terms we could no longer live in Phoenix, Arizona, where we had made our home for the last 18 years. Huh. Uh, that dry desert climate uh, is not what her body needs, and in fact, it actively fights her when she does that one. So we started looking around for places to move that had a high humid climate. Uh, climate, and uh, after about a week's worth of looking, we realized, well, wait a minute, why don't we take this opportunity to go and do something radically different, rather than move to 
San Diego and get jobs rather than move to uh, Austin, Texas and get jobs, which we both were getting plenty of offers on the table when we called those places, we decided to say no to that and take a bit of a sabbatical, and uh, that's what we're in the middle of right now, our sabbatical of 2015. And how's that been? How's that been so far? Awesome. 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 Oh, she, Sheila, what, you got to get I imagine, I can't imagine what it's like when a doctor tells you that, you know, the place you've lived all your life is, is not conducive to your health. And then when Evo and you decided to move, what was the first thought that came to your mind? Well, I mean, there's, there's a lot to take into consideration because you've got things, you've got, you know, um, you, you've got the KitchenAid mixer and you've got cars and you've got clothing and you've got all of this stuff. And then you also have the family and the friends and how do you, you know, what about uh, medical insurance? And there's all these questions that you really have to work through. You know, what happens if a family member passes away? What are you going to do while you're gone? Those kind of things. So you have to work through all of that kind of stuff before you can make the final, final decision of, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Gotcha, gotcha. And, and yeah, I really, I hope everything's good now, and I, I want to make sure that, um, you know, my condolences and everything are, are well with you, all the family you lost. I know you said it was a tough year. So Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. But you're right, it's, it's been better, you know, in, in four and a half months, gosh, almost five months now, because <laughs> we left on January 16th. Um, we spent the first part of that mostly in Europe, um, well, actually, all of them in Europe, and um, then we just recently arrived uh, arrived in Renong, Thailand, where we'll hmm. spend the next three months, and hopefully finish out the rest of the year uh, down here in the Southeast Asia, probably the Australia area. Huh? So, and so wait, in Europe, you literally went to every country in Europe? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Couldn't do that. <laughs> you do that? I was like, I was like, wow, that's that's pretty, that's that's pretty pretty good for three months. But um, okay, so Europe, six countries. Okay, six countries. All right. What's been your favorite country so far, both of you? I'm pretty sure Spain is the answer to that question. Spain was pretty awesome. Um, Denmark was up there too, but it's really cold there. The uh, people, the people in both places were super nice. Okay. And I, I'm kind of digging Thailand right now, but I'm still really new to it. Yeah, we've been here for four days. I'm not sure we can make a, a, <laughs> a qualified decision. No, no, I don't, I don't think you can. I have been to Thailand, but um, I, I've been there for only about as much as you just been there not now. So I was visiting, and it wasn't quite. The, it was it was amazing, but I don't know what it would be like to live there. So you know, because visiting and living is quite different. So, but when we visited, one of the, my favorite places to visit. So. For sure. Okay. So now I want to talk more about your lifestyle since you guys decided to really travel the world and roam. How do you make money and how have you built a client base? Great question. So what when we first left, our intention was to truly treat this as a sabbatical. Um, we had, by, by selling off everything, we had a, a nest egg that we could use for our travel fund. And it was enough to get us by for a year. Now, that's not staying in five-star resorts, any of that kind of stuff. We're definitely living, the, we're traveling on the cheap. We're using uh, house sitting to, to really knock our costs down big time. The entire three months we're in Thailand, we're not going to spend a dime on housing because we're, we're house sitting for a couple. So, um, you know, for our, our original intention was to not do any work. That lasted about zero minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 
as soon as I told the partners in the business that I had started uh, about a year before that, it was a we were a startup that was helping new startups uh, get get moving and running, business consulting mostly. When I told my partners that we were we were having to move and we were going to take this crazy journey around the world, um, rather than you know run me out of the room, they said, "Let's see if we can find a way to keep you on the payroll." So that was sweet. It was very nice of them. That wasn't the, the same payroll, clearly. It was a, you know, a reduced amount. So, But that happened immediately. And then a few other clients that I had been working with periodically, once they found out that I was a free agent, said, we'd like for you to work on a couple of small projects for us. So that's kind of one of the bonuses we had for the first four months. Now, those things are kind of coming to an end, a natural end. Um, and so what we're doing now is we're looking for how do we make money doing the stuff that we're doing today. Because that money was stuff that I've done previously. That's, it. That, that's easy to do. But I wanted to look and see after four or five months of travel, is there a way that we can actually sustain this lifestyle of traveling around the world in, in different ways of doing it? And, and we're actually speaking with, I, I think it's four or five different companies about partnerships and different ways to do things benefiting both of us. Yeah, so we're, we're having some real good luck. We're in initial conversations. We haven't got anything going yet, but, it, but it's all very positive. And if we, if we do it right, and I think we will, we'll be able to sustain this lifestyle indefinitely. Again, largely because we live on the cheap. But now we're talking about producing and writing lifestyle-based travel content in a completely different way than most people are used to, not your standard ratings and reviews, which is that's all over the place, or the top 10 things you must do in Renang, Thailand. Those are, those are kind of going away, and there's a new style of, of storytelling that's developed, and that's what we're trying to try and focus on right now. And, and as, said, as Sheila said, we've had some real positive early conversations with companies. So uh, hopefully before our runway runs out, because we are treating this like a startup, before our runway runs out, we figure a way to, to make, the, make the revenue stream look good for 2016. Well, that's amazing because one of the things that I focus on pretty much a lot of things I focus on is storytelling. And when you're saying it's a new way of telling stories, you know, and it's, it's way beyond reviews and a typical you know, top 10 places to eat or in that type of ways, it, it's, it naturally piques my attention. So you're, it, this new form of storytelling, can you elaborate on it more and then maybe talk about I have a feeling you're doing something with audio as well. <laughs> Maybe you can talk <laughs> yeah. about that. You can talk audio about that as well. Audio definitely factors heavily into most things I do. I mean, I'm one of the original podcasters from back in 2004. Um, and so when we, when we went on this journey, we decided to, to release a podcast, just more to keep our friends and family updated of what's going on. Mm -hmm. But we, we immediately took a, an opportunity to not do the normal style of podcast. And by normal style of podcast, I mean interview shows like this one, no offense intended, or it means uh, the two dorks and a microphone, which is pretty prevalent out there as well. You just kind of talk about your day and yeah. what happened. Um, instead, we decided to take the approach that Gimlet Media and Radiotopia and the new wave of podcast shows are actually producing now, which is highly intensive. It's not hey, let's sit down and record, quick and easy. It's let's go gather audio snippets and stories over the course of time, and then let's spend hours, and I mean hours, editing a show together and put out a 10 to 15-minute episode each week that's an actual true story um, as opposed to just you know easy content. It's work. 
but um, it seems to be being received quite well. The the eight to ten minute show that is produced each week, Evo does all of the the background work for it. But it takes him anywhere from um, eight to ten hours to produce that ten minute show. Absolutely, no. It's like uh, you know, it's like you know, you know. I'm sure both of you are familiar with cereal, right? Um, exactly right. Yep, and that that's definitely a new wave. And there was definitely no offense taken. I think it's it's an actual. <laughs> it's it's the um, it's like you guys are actually catching on to the best movement right now, and that's uh, a way to. It's almost like a television, right? You have your seasons, fall season, and. You normally for comedies or any of this is thirty minutes or forty five minutes, but the production behind each it goes way beyond what anyone would think, right? It's hours and hours and hours of work. So it really, it really does. And you know, from my point of view, but again, watching podcasting for the last literally ten years, or I guess almost eleven years now, um, you know, the, the podcasting hasn't really grown. The listening audience hasn't really significantly grown since around 2007 or 2008. Then it was kind of a dip. But this new wave, thanks to Serial, largely in part, and Gimlet Media and a few other ones, they're introducing people who don't really care about podcasting as much as they want to just get some good quality. And so they crunch through the 12 episodes or whatever they were of Serial, and they're looking around saying, what's next? What else can I get? And that's what's what we're trying to now feed is this new wave of people. So maybe we can get podcast listeners above the 20% mark into much, much more mainstream by giving people content that they can really enjoy. Awesome. And now, Sheila, do you do both of you act this out or do you is it, do you have a script beforehand or do you know what the stories are going to be in each episode? So E. He actually takes care of writing the script for us. He listens to all of the um, the content that we've create that we've uh, acquired over the week, and then he goes back and he writes a script up for it. And then he and I go and record between the two of selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Us, our, our lines, per se, or our segments. And then he puts it all together from there. Awesome, awesome. Where can we find the show? What's the name of the show and what's the name of the uh, slug? The uh, it's the opportunistic travelers.com. Search for it on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcast, or just go to the opportunistic travelers.com. Huh? It's all right there. The opportunistic travelers.com. No, no, I'll definitely check it out. It's some this is something that I've um, I was talking about it with, with some of my business partners. We were trying to get into uh, the best way to tell a story with podcasts because we, we like you think the serial is uh, what serial opened up and you know 
it's just a big thing and it's it's also a new way to listen to something um yeah so it's, it's definitely good all right now balance i'm very curious whenever i talk to digital nomads i have a lot of guests on the show who are digital nomads and i'm always curious about what the balance is in terms of of work-life balance one and then the family that they left back at home you you alluded to it earlier talking about you know how do you deal with when certain things happen in family how do you go back and stuff like that so i'm just curious to know what both of you have done to make that easier for for yourselves so both both of us are very connected digitally obviously and and so we're constantly contacting family. Um, we Skype with our son at least once a week. I text with him throughout the week. I'm sure you do too. Sure. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Evo, and, are you doing it? <laughs> um, you know, we're we're always in contact with our family, and and so that's we we have had one situation where we've had a family member pass away while we've been out on the road, and it and it's hard. But we've made the the decision before we even left that if something happened, um, we wouldn't go back. So it was it was the two of us dealing with it together, and that kind of thing. And <clears throat> sorry, um, just making sure that we're there for each other. I think is the the key, and and also staying connected with family. Well, that's the great thing about the internet, right? I mean, we're all connected right now. It's very easy to 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 stay in touch with people and. You know, it's it's interesting being sometimes ten like right now we're twelve hours off for most of our friends, um, so we can get some things done in the morning while they're also working, and it's, it's interesting to keep up on the social feeds. But you, you asked about work life balance, you know, work life play <laughs> balance for us. We're really good at balancing that stuff out when we're in a location for a long time, doing the slow travel that that we like to do. Um, what we have found is we really suck at it when we're three days in one place and then four days in another and then three somewhere else we just can't get any work done uh, we're we're just not it, it takes us a little time to kind of hit our groove and hit our speed so we've had to say no to a couple of projects where they wanted to bounce us around from spot to spot because we're looking now more for the kind of work we need to do requires us to be in a location for three weeks before we can really start getting out the kind of content that, that they're going to be hungry for well our content is is because it's highly produced it takes longer to do. So it's not like I can sit down and, you know, we can write something up and just be done. Yeah. It's it's a long sit-down process to actually come up with the final product. Hmm. No, that's good. And it seems, it sounds like you're making intentional decisions about uh, what you want to do and the type of lifestyle you want to have. And and that's something that a lot of um, you know, nomads have to learn, right, when it comes mm-hmm. to – making the right choices because sometimes it, it's whether it's it's it could be money but then does it give you the lifestyle you want and then you know a lot of people got into the lifestyle because they wanted to be able to live the life that they wanted and not to be tied down to something that would dictate what they how they live so it sounds no, like you right you know people chase opportunities you know somebody waves five bucks in your face and you look at your bank account dwindling every month and it's hard to say no to that right um, which which is why we decided early on that We've got enough money to make it for a year, and if all else fails, we have to go back somewhere and get jobs somewhere. We're not exactly aware, but that's fine. If that's the worst thing that happens, that's the worst thing that happens. Hopefully, it'll keep us, rather than being focused on revenue, focused on finding opportunities that work for us uh, and not having to say no because we've picked a bunch of things that you know are time wasters that don't really pay like we need them. Gotcha. No, and um, a couple, couple questions here. So... 
obviously, Europe, Southeast Asia now, what is one way both of you connect with people? Because when people travel, it's a difference of visiting, like I was saying earlier, and living there. And when you entrench yourself in a society, you see the different cultural norms and the different ways of, of communicating, really. So I'm curious as to what both of you have adapted, or that is probably too strong a word, what both of you have done to be able to, to you know, interact with the locals and make yourself feel at home. Sure. Well, so luckily, we're both fluent in like 18 languages. What? I'm kidding. I'm no. kidding. I'm kidding. We're, we're good Americans, which means we speak one language. Oh. We do speak good beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're not; she's not far off from that. You're not going to have that much plan, that great fun in Thailand. But some of the best connections we have made as we've been out on the road have been uh, over beer. We're both craft beer fans, so you skip the Budweiser, please. Let's have something actually that has some flavor and taste to it. Um, and so when you when you find other people who are craft beer connoisseurs the world over. Um, it kind of doesn't matter what language you speak. You can point and click, and we can use Google Translate and other sorts of tools like that to to to, to have the base conversations and have started real friendships um, over beer. Believe it or not, it's it's been really great for us. Now, unfortunately, we're in Thailand, um, and there's not there's not any good beer here. But we'll have to find another way to do it. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. So you 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 found why I say is I always say people should find the connectors, and for me. It's you know it's sports, pop culture, or geography. Those are just backgrounds that I've grown up with, and you know having to live in different countries. Those are the ways I connected. And it sounds like beer is your connector, um, and that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, no. We're also really good. Um, you know, we have this look on our face as we walk around these places. Is it the lost look? It's not the lost. <laughs> 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 that sometimes. But, you know, we a smile will get you so many places. If you just look like a friendly person, <laughs> um, we have been amazed at, even when we have had the lost look on our face, but there's just something about our lifestyle of travel that we're open to any opportunities that come forth that people have helped us uh, as we're stuck in a tube station, you know, and they're, they're very friendly. Uh, in places that you don't normally expect people to be real friendly, we haven't had much of a problem, even when we don't speak a lick of the language. It's been we, great. We've even had people take us in their cars from one place to another, not knowing who we are or anything. Oh, yeah, that happens a lot. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty common. Hey, we're going to do a party over here. Do you want to go? Sure. Yeah. Why not? Oh. Let's let's go. Hey, all right, and, uh, and all right. Hey, 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 you know, hey. <laughs> as long as long as it's, uh, I hope it's a fun party. I hope it's not one of those, you know, parties you go to and it's like, why did I get into the car? Yeah. <laughs> um. So. <laughs> so what? So far, we've not had that. Oh well, that's good. That's good. Now, um, a couple of those last question here before we, you know, we, um, you know, we fi- finally wrap it up. But my mission statement and what the mission statement of UID Media is is use your difference to make a difference. So, Sheila, I'll start with you. I'm curious to know how both of you use your difference to make a difference. Um, I, I I'm going to defer to you right now, so I can hear what you have to say. <laughs> okay, all right, I'll start, and then she can come up and do it from there. So, so for for me, the, you know, the the different thing that that I bring to it is probably perspective. You know, I can I, I'm I'm very good 
I'm not very good at doing actual work, but I'm very good at looking at things and finding a different perspective uh, and, and challenging assumptions and opinions and making sure that the right decisions are, are, are being made. So for me, that means I'm kind of always looking at things, not necessarily taking them at face value and being able to, to, to change them up and, and do new things and, and find new opportunities as they come as they come by. I'm your prototypical jack of all trades. I'm um, I've, I've worked in the digital strategy business. That's really if you had to pick one thing that I've done for the last 20 years, that's been it. It's been digital strategy uh, on a lot of different levels of that one, and that that gives me a, puts my fingers in lots of different pies. And while I'm by no means a programmer, seriously, not even a little bit like a programmer, I at least speak the geek code, and I can break apart things. I'm a, I'm a pretty good systems thinker. So for me, it just makes the opportunity to find things better. Layer that in with my experience in working with audio for a number of years and the ability to tell a good story and, and make decent presentations. I, I make pretty entertaining content for people actually to watch and read. Okay. Now, it's your turn, honey. It's what my do you turn. Do? I'm, I'm, I'm a trained academic, so I was a professor for years. And, and I think my, my contribution and difference is that I try to make people think about what they're doing and things like that, and um, and I'm also a photographer. So whereas I'm off looking at different things, he points me in different directions because I've got my head tunneled into to a different one scene. Right? He's also making sure I don't trip and fall. You. It sounds like you have a good man right beside you. So. I do. I do. I'm a really good photographer's assistant too. You uh, are. You're a great <laughs> Sherpa. <laughs> okay, so academic and a um, a jack of all trades, but actually someone that is, uses stories to tell uh, tell stories in an engaging and unique way in order to connect to people. Uh, sounds like that's what both of you do. That's us. Hey, hey! All right. Well, before before we head out, and I, I know you said you gave you gave us information about where we can find um, find out about your show. Is there any other thing that you would like to to leave other aspiring digital nomads with, or any other person for sure? So I'll give you a, a, a bit of advice to share out to the listening audience. You know, taking the digital nomad lifestyle is not for everyone, and it's not easy. However, it's a lot easier than you think. It takes a whole lot less money than you think. And in my opinion, it is way more rewarding than following up some sort of ladder system that's been placed in front of you. Just if you, if you have the itch to take the digital nomad lifestyle, do it. As long as you've got a marketable skill, the worst thing that happens if you are no good at being a digital nomad, the worst thing that's going to happen to you is you will go back and get a job. You will not wind up living in a van down by the river, I promise. Okay. Well, hey, if you have the edge, take it. At worst, you get a job. Um, doesn't sound like a bad option to me. So uh, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you both for taking the time to... Um, you know, hop on the show with me. And once again, they are calling from Thailand and it's basically midnight there and they're having, you know, they had the grace to actually stay up late. So I appreciate what both of you have done and uh, I hope to talk to you soon and follow up on what you're doing with the Opportunistic Podcast. Thanks, Travis. Thank you very much. 
You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to use your difference to make a difference, as well as for show notes, head over to www.uidmag.com. Till next time, go out and make an impact in your world. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.